As Brother Mays comes, let's lift our hands. We need to tap into the Holy Ghost this morning. I don't want Brother Mays to, to get up here and have to labor under the, the anointing and have to work on us to get us to the place we need to be. Let's lift our hands and our hearts and let's talk to Him this morning. Heavenly Father, we ask You, God, use Your Word to change me. Make me more of a Christian, God. Allow me to be pliable in Your hands. Let Your Word, God, minister mightily to this house. Every need, everyone, God, we ask You to minister to us, God. Let the anointing, God, rest upon this man of God. Let a mantle fall upon this pulpit, God. Touch my heart. Touch each and every one of us tonight. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Oh, let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. Oh, God, I love you today. I love you today, God. You've been good to me. Oh, let's have church today. Let's have church today. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I praise your name. I exalt you. I magnify you. I glorify you. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Amen. I realize I just preached from this. Whatever it was the last time I preached here. Amen. And uh, But I'm going to go just a little bit further. I want to, uh, verse number 8. But while you're turning there, I thought about a sign I seen that said, nothing for sale. It was by the side of the road and in big letters on a big piece of plywood, he had spray painted, nothing for sale. Something about that stuck with me. It resonated in my spirit. There's nothing for sale, devil. There's nothing for sale. I'm not giving up anything. I'm not giving up holiness. I'm not giving up righteousness. I'm not giving up just living for God. I love living for God. I said I love living for God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And then I'm going to turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. Amen. And uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. First, I want to read Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 8. My God's real. My God's real. And uh, I realize everyone is, uh, you're just sort of lost without your pastor. And I understand that. I know how it is. When the pastor is gone, amen, things are different. Amen. But, amen, I want to do my best to obey God this morning. Can I hear an amen? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God 
hath before ordained that we should walk, amen, in them. Oh, hallelujah. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. My. That ought to just give somebody a reason to shout right there. My, my, my. We were, sometimes we're afar off. Are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Amen. Now if you'll turn me to 1 Peter chapter 1. Amen. Verses 1 and 2. Amen. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the far knowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Amen. Notice in verse number 12 of our first text reading, it says that at that time ye were without Christ, being being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope. Somebody say no hope. And without God in the world. Then in our second text reading, amen, 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter addresses his letter to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. So first of all, the Apostle Paul tells the church at Ephesus that at that time ye were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. And then the apostle Peter comes along and addresses his letter to the elect, amen, of the Jewish Christians of all the various provinces of Asia Minor. But first he calls them strangers. For he says to the strangers scattered throughout, amen. And that word strangers as used here means an alien alongside. A resident foreigner, a pilgrim, or a stranger, amen. As I was reading through the first text in Ephesians chapter 2 again, something caught my attention. 
And it says that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And then when I found out that Peter addressed the strangers, amen, scattered throughout Asia Minor, Minor, and the word strangers meant an alien or resident foreigner, something began to stir in my spirit as I read back through these two passages again. So if you'll allow me, I want to preach, amen, a message I've never preached before. Amen. I've been putting this together. I worked on it last night. I worked on it this morning. Amen. I just want to preach about illegal aliens. Illegal aliens. Amen. Would you help me pray? God, we love you today. Thank you for your goodness. Amen. Thank you for your mercy. Oh, God, I love you. My, you're here, God. I feel your presence in a great and mighty way. Ah, Jesus, come on down in this house. Ah, let your power and your presence be known in a mighty way today. God, I love you. God, I God, I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Let's magnify him. Let's glorify him. He is worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. I praise your name. God bless you. Amen. You can be seated. Following anonymous tip, police enter a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, which is an exclusive suburb of San Diego, California. And... uh, they discovered 39 victims of a mass suicide on March the 26th, 1997. These 39 victims, there was 21 women and 18 men of various ages, amen. They were all found lying peacefully in matching dark clothes and Nike sneakers, And uh, they all had no noticeable signs of blood or trauma. Uh, It was later revealed that uh, these men and women were members of the Heaven's Gate religious cult. uh, Whose leader preached that suicide would allow them to leave their bodily containers. And enter into an alien spacecraft hidden behind the Hale-Bopp climate. uh, Comet, excuse me, amen. And uh, you can research this yourself. It's uh, a pretty interesting article. But the the leader is named by the name of Marshall Applewhite, and uh, he was a mu- music professor, and uh, who he survived a near death experience in 1972. He was recruited into this cult by one of the nurses, uh, Bonnie Nettles. And in 1975, uh, Applewhite and Nettles persuaded a group of 20 people uh, from Oregon to abandon their families and their possessions and move to eastern Colorado, uh, where they promised that an extraterrestrial spacecraft would take them to the kingdom of heaven. 
this event brought to the forefront just, again, how many people uh, actually believe in UFOs and aliens. Uh, although Heaven's Gate represents the radical fringe of a global UFO movement, there are millions of less dedicated everyday followers who believe in UFOs and alien life. In 1997, one poll suggested that 40% of Americans believe aliens have visited our planet. Uh, surveys suggest that more than 20 million Americans believe they've seen a UFO in the sky. While other data suggests more than 3 million inhabitants of this planet, amen, say they've had a personal encounter, amen, with a being from another planet or from a UFO. Uh, and while we're here, we cannot forget about the movie Star Wars uh, that first came out in 1997. It grossed 1.6 million opening weekend and 307.3 million domestic. Uh, people were fascinated with the idea of aliens existing in the universe and paying visits to Earth. Uh, our country during these decades was caught up with a UFO craze. Everyone was looking for UFOs and stories of extraterrestrials uh, dotted our newspaper and our nightly news and the question on everyone's lips during the decade was, are we alone? And then there was an American science fiction film produced and directed by Steven Spielberg. And the movie was released on uh, June the 11th of 1982 uh, by Universal Pictures known as E.T. Now, folks, I want to tell you I've never seen either one of these movies. Scout's Honor. Uh, E.T. was an immediate blockbuster. You can look them up. Amen. Uh, 11.9 million opening weekend and 43.5 million domestic sales. It surpassed Star Wars to become the highest grossing film of all time. It was a record it held for 11 years. Uh, the late 70s and the 80s were very interesting times indeed as a society. The major uh, uh, majority of Americans were caught up uh, with the idea of aliens from another planet. Uh, now, if you've ever traveled to a foreign country and you cannot understand the language and you cannot com effectively communicate, it sometimes makes you feel like an alien. Oftentimes, amen, we feel uncomfortable and not able to understand the language being spoken. Uh, and they can't understand uh, what we are communicating. And I'm sure our Vietnam veterans can relate to this as well. And some of our experiences uh, uh, we've had in foreign countries, we can relate to a key word here in our text. Uh, the word strangers, uh, which is sometimes translated as aliens or sojourners or, or even foreigners. Uh, it, it, it describes those who come from another country uh, but now live in this country. Uh, they are resident aliens or expatriates or you might even call some of them missionaries. Uh, Peter uh, meant that these Christians are strangers residing on earth, uh, yet our home is in heaven. Uh, he is suggesting to us as believers, as apostolic Christians, uh, that this world should seem foreign to us. 
You'll never know what that is like until you visit a foreign country. And there you see people who don't look like you do. They don't talk like you do. They don't think like you do. And they don't live like you do. Uh, they have a set of values uh, that you don't share. Uh, they speak a language that you don't understand. Uh, they eat food uh, that seems strange to you. And most times it tastes strange too. Amen. And you pick up the newspaper. You cannot read it. Uh, you turn on the radio and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you're standing on the sidewalk uh, and you cannot communicate with anyone. Uh, amen. And giving the longing that we have for a place called home. Uh, it follows that one uh, of the worst fates that can ever befall us. Uh, humanly speaking is homelessness. And that is a plight of countless refugees all around the world uh, who due to war and other reasons uh, cannot return to their homeland. Uh, amen. Moreover, all people who do not know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, suffer this condition. Uh, spiritually speaking, they too are spiritually homeless. Amen. Without personal faith in repentance baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins uh, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in tongues uh, as the Spirit gives the utterance. Uh, we have no home in this kingdom that will last forever. That's the kingdom of God. Can I hear an amen? That's the only way. Amen. Peter wrote to the apostolic Christians who were scattered throughout what is now by and large the nation of Turkey. Amen. And told them that they were aliens. Uh, according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, uh, this Greek Bible word means one who comes from a foreign country into a city or land to reside there by the side of the natives. Uh, hence, stranger. Sojourning in a strange place. A foreigner or alien. Amen. The contemporary term uh, illegal aliens uh, refers to people who are not citizens of the country in which they are currently living uh, and the apostle Peter said to the apostolic Christians uh, are to view themselves this way uh, as strangers living in a foreign land. Uh, the same word uh, applies to Christians living today as well. We need to view ourselves as illegal aliens uh, and not make ourselves too comfortable as citizens of this world. Can I hear an amen? Is somebody going to help me preach today? Day. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 3 and 20 that said, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So is it any wonder the old songwriter could take the pen and write the words to the old song that says, Oh, oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what would I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Now the Apostle Paul, he did claim and used his Roman citizenship to his advantage. Modeling for those of us, uh, amen, who would follow after him that we need not reject the benefits and responsibilities uh, of citizenship of the land in which we live uh, on earth. Uh, amen. I'm glad for America. 
As bad as it is, I'm glad for America. I'm glad to come from America. Amen. Rather, we should consider our ultimate home is the one that we will dwell in forever. Amen. In heaven. Not the one we temporarily inhabit here on earth. Amen. My home's not here. I said my home's not here. I said my home's up there. Oh, God. I don't know about you. I can't wait to get there. And as Jesus so aptly stated in his prayer in the gospel of John chapter 17 uh, verses 14 through 16. He said, I have given them thy word and the world hateth them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou wouldest take them out of the world but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world even as I am not of the world. And as Peter states in our opening text, amen, there's been a change in your life. You've transferred your allegiance from the world to Jesus. You didn't move physically, but you did move spiritually. Salvation has now made you a stranger to this world. Somebody say praise the Lord. A Christian businessman explained what it meant in this way. He said, a lot of people cheat and I won't do it. The way they want something extra that I can't give them. Sure, I lose business, but that's just the way it is. I commend him. Let me clarify. It's not true that in the world everyone cheats. But in the world that we live in, people do cheat. And it's not true that in the world everyone lies. But in the world that we live in, people do lie. I'm not saying in the world everyone worships money. But in the world that we live in, they do worship money. Nor am I saying that in the world everyone lives for sexual gratification. But in the world, many people do. That's the world we live in as an uh, uh, illegal alien. We must understand, as apostolic Christians, we are a chosen people. We belong to God so that we must declare his praises. Read, brother, 1 Peter 2, 9 through 15. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hold it. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We are an holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Somebody ought to praise him right now. Amen. We're a holy nation. We don't belong here. I said we don't belong here. Our home is up in heaven. Read. Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. Are now the people of God. Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Somebody ought to shout right now. Hey, I didn't. uh, My God. God. I I was without mercy, but now I've obtained mercy. Oh, God, I love you. I thank you for mercy. Read. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. Strangers and pilgrims. Abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Yeah. 
having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, Woo! that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God. Did you catch that? There's an old saying that says, preach the gospel when necessary, use words. You need to live your life to where they can understand, hey, there's something different about them. We went into a restaurant one time, and this man walked up to me, and he said, you're a preacher, ain't you? And I looked, and I said, yes, sir. He said, I thought so. He said, you're different. Read. Amen. Glorify God in your day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king or supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the, rep, for the punishment of the evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well do ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. the will of God that with well doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Sometimes you want to open up and let it fly. Sometimes you want to give them a peace of mind but you better hold on to it because you may need it. Sometimes it's best just silence. Don't say nothing. Man, I don't know. I'm deep right now. <laughs> and if we are going to show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, then it is essential that we spend time in his word, not so just we can learn how to behave in, as an apostolic Christian fashion, but also that we can battle against the schemes of Satan. Knowledge alone is not enough. We are called to do more, amen, to just to know and to believe. Apostolic Christians are to be doers of the word because James 1, through 24 says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves for if there if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was Like Israel in the Babylonian exile, we need to make sure we do not forget our real home. We must not compromise our faith or accept the ungodly practices of the people in whose land, uh, amen, we temporarily live. Uh, no matter what it costs us or, or how unpopular it might make us here, can I hear an amen? Remember, it's not going to last long. We're only here for a brief moment of time. James 4.14 tells us, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Amen. 
We must live like those whose home is in heaven. Not like those whose ultimate treasure is found here on earth. As the old song says, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. If you're a Christian, let me, let me break that down. If you're an apostolic Christian, you're not a permanent residence here. Your ultimate home's in heaven. You're an alien. We live in a culture that's totally different than it was 200 years ago, even 50 years ago. Amen. Significantly different. Matter of fact, this season of COVID-19 pandemic, our culture is still changing, and every day looks different. And I cannot help but wonder, is as disciples of Christ, is the church different? Are we, as apostolic saints of God, trying to fit in and mold with a culture that is diametrically opposed to what we are supposed to be? Oh, God, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost now. Those who have been baptized in Jesus' name and spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. We are aliens in this world. It's difficult for us to fit into a world that by and large is out of touch with God. Can I hear an amen? We have different values and priorities than the world does. That's why you have the struggle that you have. That's why most of the time you feel uncomfortable. That's why you don't have many friends. Because we don't love this world. And we understand we're just passing through. We're aliens in a strange land. We don't speak the native language. We don't understand the culture or participate in the traditions. We just don't fit in. As an alien in a strange land, we feel awkward and out of touch with the surroundings because we are aliens. And living like aliens is utterly necessary. But oh, what a tragedy when an alien falls in love with the world. Colossians and again in Philemon, Paul called Demas his fellow worker alongside with Luke and Mark. But in his last letter to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 and 10, he wrote these horrible words. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. There can be no greater travesty as to when a professing child of God throws away his faith and hope in the future world, renounces his citizenship there, and lives only for this present world. When professing apostolic aliens are absorbed into this world and give up walking by the constitution of the kingdom and give up loving the king of kings, amen, and give up pursuing the cravings of the kingdom, then they have no justification for thinking they'll ever inherit the kingdom. That's why and how 1 John chapter 2 verse 19 says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. 
Can I tell you, living as an illegal alien in the world is the only pathway to heaven. If you choose to be at home in the world and love the things of this world, you will perish with the world. For if you were to read the verses of Scripture, just two verses in front of the ones I just read, John writes in verse 17, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Hear me clearly what I'm about to say next. As aliens, we are not perfect. You're not perfect, and neither am I perfect. And the stress of us living in a foreign land can cause us to say and do things that we regret. We go through some things that hurt and that can even destroy those precious relationships that we so badly need as an alien. These things need to be covered by the blood and forgiven if life is to be livable together as aliens because this world hates us and it's already hostile enough toward us. Peter calls us to love each other. And if there was ever a time that we need to let love cover the offense that can ruin the brother and sister, that time is now. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because there's so many different directions that I could go and so much ground that could be covered. But just let me say this. Galatians 6, 1 and 2 tells us. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, what? ye which are spiritual. If a man be what? Overtaken in a fault. Okay. Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself. Considering thyself. Right. Lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, how many of you claim to be spiritual? I know we're not jumping pews right now. This is what I felt. You which are spiritual. God, I want to be spiritual. How many times have we looked down our long nose at somebody? Without considering ourselves, lest we should also be tempted. We'd better be careful what we do and what we say. Because we could be the cause of a brother or a sister being lost. Further, 1 John 8, 1, 8, 8 verses 8 through 10 tells us, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say that we have not sinned, 
we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Oh, dear God. Read, brother. Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but not consider thou considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of mine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Wow. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. I'm going to be very, very honest and open. Several years ago, many years ago now, there was another brother in the church where I attended at the time. And I let something get in my spirit. And I... I let kept let it build and build. And it took a preacher preaching. And I went to the altar and I wept and I cried. I said, God, I'm sorry. And then I went to the brother. I said, I owe you an apology. I said, I've let some things get in my spirit that wasn't right. I don't know why I'm here right now. I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying. But my God. Let's love him right now, can we? love you, Jesus. Maybe somebody here got an ought against a brother or sister. Get it right. It's not worth going to hell over. Get it right. It's not worth going to hell over. First Peter 4 and 8 says, and above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves for charity I'm just going to say that's love in action shall cover the multitude of sins. Notice this verse says, and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves. Yes, it's true we are to love in a special way all the other fellow aliens, but there is a special love we ought to have one for another as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Yes, we're illegal aliens in a foreign world, and if you are a businessman or a woman and decided as a Christian not to cheat, lie, steal, or 
or double cross. If you decide to deliver what you promise, you're an alien from another world. If you're a husband and you've decided to be faithful to your wife because you're an apostolic, you're an alien from another world. If you're a Christian teenager and you've decided to live for Jesus in the halls of your high school, you're an alien from another world. If you're a worker on a job, big or small, full or part-time, blue or white collar, and you've decided to do your work as unto the Lord, not as pleasing men, but in order to please God, you're an alien from another world. If you decided money will not be the determining factor in your life, and you've determined to not let money be the God of your life, then you're an alien from another world. If you're depressed and discouraged and said, no, I won't turn to drugs or alcohol to handle my problems, you're swimming against the tide, but thank God you're an alien from another world. If you're working in an office where coarse language, profanity, and loose talk are the accepted norm, and you've decided not to join in, God bless you, my brother and sister. You're an alien from another world. Come on, somebody love him right now. If you come to a place where in order to get ahead, you have to compromise some of your Christian morals and your values, and you decide, I'm not going to do it. Get ready for trouble, but go ahead and stand your ground. You're an alien from another world, and let me be the first to welcome you to the brotherhood of illegal aliens. If you decided to live for God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, like the Word of God says to in Mark 12 and 30, and you've determined that you are going to submit yourself to a pastor and allow him to work on your life, you're doing the exact opposite of what this world does. Amen. This world doesn't even like the word submit. Amen. And they don't want you to submit. They say you don't need to submit. But bless God, you're an alien from another world. through something hard you wonder where God is remember the teacher's always quiet during the test Jesus tells us in Matthew 28 and 20 part I'm with you always even to the end of the world you're just an illegal alien from another world stand with me musicians please come It's not a question of isolation from the world. I think most of us would agree that's impossible. It's fruitless. But it's a question of being in the world and not of the world. It's not an easy walk but you're not walking alone. It's not an easy way of life, but because Philippians 4.13 assures us, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can and I will live my life to the glory of God. Lift your hands, somebody. These altars are open you want to find grace to help in time of need, it's available at these altars.
I'm glad today to be an illegal alien. And the reason I added the word illegal, I could have just said I'm glad I'm an alien, but I'm an illegal because I don't belong here. I do not belong here. God, help me. Help me, God. Help me, God.